The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Saturday. It's time for Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Again this week, joining me, Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Michelle. Hello. I don't think any introductions are needed this week. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think everybody's heard our voices a couple times at this point. (laughs) Right? Yep. So this week, oh, actually last week, we talked about the CARES Act and all the stimulus money that arrived in many of our bank accounts this past week and how to best use those funds. What are we going to talk about this week? Sure. So this week we're going to be covering um, some ways that you can kind of help your kids understand the changes that are maybe going on with your finances, maybe due to a job loss or reduced hours. Um, And kind of circling back around to what we talked about a couple weeks ago with how do you deal with a job loss? What do you, what are the steps you take after you've lost your job? So this is just kind of bringing the kids into that conversation. Okay. But before we really dig into that, I've got a a couple of statistics um, that I wanted to share. So, you know, I love my statistics, Andy. So, (laughs) so as of April 4th, the number of unemployment claims had hit, uh, just over 6 million in the United States. Um, And if, just for a comparison of what that same period looked like last year, at the same time, we were just under 200,000. So that's a pretty significant increase from one point in time to the next. That's a crazy Uh, increase. Yeah, it's a huge increase. I'm not even going to do the math on that. (laughs) This is historical, that's for sure. It is, it is. And specifically for Minnesota, um, we're at... As of April 4th, we were at um, 109,000 versus that same time last year, we had just over 3,000. So again, it's it's not it's national and locally happening here, yeah. the same trends. And specifically um, to Minnesota, I know mm-hmm. near the end of the week, they had said that the number of unemployment benefit applications for the past two months, I think, now exceeds what they had for the entire year last year. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, it really, if you if you kind of look at any of the graphs kind of outlining unemployment claims over the past couple years, months, whatever it is, it's basically this straight line across because it didn't change a whole lot for month to month prior. And now you hit March, April, and it just shoots like a straight line up. It's pretty drastic and, and kind of shocking to see um, but I mean, I, I bring all this up only to say, like we discussed a couple weeks ago, that there's a lot of people experiencing reductions in income. Um, and many of them are parents who are trying to figure out, you know, these financial changes, not only for themselves, but for their entire families. Um, and a lot of times parents don't really know how to talk about these drastic changes with their kids. Um, but you definitely know the kids know something's going on. Like they pick up on your stress, right? Oh, yes, they do. Uh, 
So our goal today is really to talk through some strategies for helping your kids understand and deal with the changes going on with your finances because they are going to be affected by those changes as well. All right. Those those numbers uh, certainly bring the problem home. Um, it's obviously not just a scattered few folks. It's it's becoming a significant um, percentage of our population right now dealing with mm-hmm. either the loss of a job or reduction in income. Where, where do you even start to talk to your kids about this kind of thing? Well, I think piggybacking off what Jenna said, you know, um, first thing to keep in mind is kids are very perspective, um, perceptive. They know, um, they know what's going on. They can feel your stress. They can feel your anxiety. Um, they know that something's not right, depending on their ages. That may, you know, be something small, or they might know it comes down to finances and paying the bills. So I believe the first uh, step is to process your own emotions. You know, before you're talking to your kids about the situation, have your have your emotions under control. Um, it's not hard to you know fall apart or explode when you get caught off guard by big financial you know trend, big financial things happening in your life. Um, if you freak out in front of your kids, they'll probably freak out as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> Number one lesson: don't freak out. Yeah, stay calm and, or freak out, freak out behind a closed door. <laughs> yeah. So they're not there yeah. to see that. But I think for all parents, you know, keeping a positive attitude. Um, will help them cope with things just as much as it'll help you cope with things. That's hard to say because I think right now people are very up and down, um, but trying to put positive attitude behind anything that we're focusing on is, is helpful for everyone. I also think that everyone in the family uh, might be nervous about the unknowns, um, but keeping that positive attitude is going to help because we a lot of people don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long things are going to go on, um, and being positive can help avoid very unnecessary stress that we maybe put on ourselves. Um, worry is a tough thing. It's, you know, I have a, a magnet that says worry is like a rocking chair. It'll keep you entertained, but it won't get you anywhere. Yeah. Um, I like that. In that. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> quote. That's great. Yep. It's in my office because um, I tend to worry. So it keeps me, keeps me grounded, keeps me positive. Um, I think, you know, this is a great time too, as, as parents, a lot of parents are educating at home. Um, this is something else that you could be educating your children on, on money, budgeting, spending, um, how important it is to save money. Those are all really good things to be talking to your children about. I don't know if they need to know the extent of everything, depending on their ages, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but it's a great time to start talking about how things go and let them let them see you doing that. I imagine, you know, this would be a good thing for grandparents to be cognizant of as well, or even, you know, uncles and aunts that uh, if somebody within their circle is dealing with this and it's their children are involved that uh, they can also be this calming influence and and providing i I know some sort of stability and uh, assuring message for the kids as they're navigating through what is going to be or is a difficult time for sure so um what are some of the ways that kids would be affected by a financial crisis like kids are living through right now their parents have lost one or both of their incomes or have seen their see their paychecks uh, cut significantly either from the loss of hours or just straightforward pay cuts sure you know i think the effect is going to be different for everyone based on the severity of their situation you know is one parent off work are both parents off work um you know i think a lot of parents are working from home but are still fully employed so that's not necessarily the same situation um, so it just depends on the severity and what's going to happen. Um, there's a lot of studies out there that show, you know, 
that there's a lot of people unemployed right now and how it takes a toll on children. Uh, reduced income affects children's daily lives. Um, their standard of living may change. That may decline from what they're used to. They might not be able to enjoy the same activities and privileges as they have in the past. I imagine it's sporting activities. Right. Yep. Extracurricular yeah, things. Entertainment opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think about the family that goes out for dinner and a movie. Um, you know, they, that's their normal, what they normally do for fun. That's, that's something that may have to change at this time. Well, actually, that one's kind of off the table already. <laughs> a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. To no fault of our but even after either. life gets back to normal for a lot of people, that's still going to, you know, if you still haven't found a job at that point, you know, we don't know what the economy is going to look like. I mean, it's going to be prolonged for families who have had their income yeah. reduced. Right. I think we have to be honest. Children worry about the future just as much as we do. You know, older children understand a little bit more about money and bills and might grow anxious when they're, you know, thinking their family might be in poverty or be homeless, not have any, you know, roof over their head or not have enough food. You know, the older the children are, the more they're going to see that and understand that. And they're going to worry and have stresses that could be negative, a negative impact to them as well. I'd imagine, you know, with the way kids hear things or the way the message is delivered, as they overhear things, they may actually have a grimmer view of what's happening than reality is you know what reality is they may actually assume the worst case scenario based upon the conversations they hear well that's for sure i think you know as you watch television you see the big food lines you know i have children thinking that we're going to have to get in that food line and sit in our car and wait for someone to put that in our car when that's what they're seeing on national television when if their parents would sit down and talk to them explain the job loss explain maybe that they've got the savings or what their game plan is going to be to overcome that, that would probably make the children feel better if they're thinking worst-case scenario. Okay. So when we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about how you talk to your kids about these sort of things. Some things, maybe uh, maybe some advice on that. We're talking to Jenna Tobel. We're talking with Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union. I'm Andy Brownell. Back in just a moment on News Talk 1340, Carol AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union. We have been speaking about the impact of all of this and all of this, the coronavirus pandemic and our economic difficulties on the kids. Perhaps, you know, your parents, you yourself lost your job. You've seen a reduction in hours. Your income has gone down. And we've talked in past weeks how maybe you can adjust your daily living, your budget, to try to weather these tough times. And this is kind of focusing on what's happening with the kids as this is going on. So how do we talk to our kids about these sort of issues? I think it's a great idea to sit down with them. Um, Be ready to share the plan that you have moving forward. Now, as I say that, I think one big thing before you sit down with them is to make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page about the steps needed and the finances. I think you two have to be on the same page to make the kids feel more comfortable. Having a new budget put together with the new income, um, maybe some things that the family's looking to maybe take away or reduce, 
um, that you can share with the family. That way you can explain to them that, you know, you lost your job. What that means for us is we have less income. Here's some things maybe we need to cut back on, maybe a streaming service or a subscription of some kind that will impact the children as well. Um, we have to be careful, though, because you want to make sure people have enough things to do to entertain themselves. So you can't probably cut too much there. Um, I think that needs to be fair across the family. Um, you know, tell them the things that are going to stay the same. If you're going to leave the cable, that that's going to stay. We're still going to have that. We're still going to have the Internet for you to do your homework. Uh, talk with them about what the next steps are. Let them know uh, something's being planned in the future. In the, you know, that maybe there's, you know, this is our game plan, and then we're going to try to save money to go to, on our family vacation next year. Um, I don't think parents, when you sit down with them, need to have all the answers, just kind of a game plan to get started um, and explain what they know so far. I think it's okay for parents to say they don't, fully know what's going to happen or how soon things are going to turn around, but this is what we're going to do in the meantime. Uh, this is sounds honest, like, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think honesty is really important in this. Um, if things are going to get a little tight, I think that's important. Um, not to sugarcoat things for kids, which is what we parents usually want to do. We want to make it easy on them. Um, but I think, you know, letting them know it, it is serious. And I think if we minimize that too much, that could be a big mistake. This sounds like uh, a lot of this goes back to the original discussions we had about budgeting as well, right? to make sure everybody is on board, that everybody has a stake in this. Because if, especially you and your partner or spouse aren't on the same page, none of this is going to work, and that's going to translate into additional stress for you and the kids, the entire family unit. Yeah, and for sure. I think money is one, one of the biggest things that couples fight about. So getting on the same page is going to be critical. And if the kids, I think if you give the kids a stake in it, saying, you know, okay, we as a unit, a household, a family, are facing these challenges, and, and you, you know, they've obviously seen the, seen the stress that that has put on you or your spouse or partner, that if, you know, by asking them to have, you know, their share of a sacrifice, I, I think that could actually make them even feel better about themselves and the situation they're in. They feel like they're actually contributing to a solution instead of thinking, oh, I'm just, you know, part of the problem by continuing to, you know, be an expense instead of, uh, you know, in the same boat with everybody else. Yeah, that's that a really great point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, Andy. I I was going to say the exact same thing, oh, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> so. Well, we're thinking alike. That's always a good yeah. thing, Jenna. We've spent so much time together at this yep. point. We just say the same things now. <laughs> and the honesty thing, too. I mean, I'm sorry, the kids. Kids are smarter than their parents all, ever give them credit for. They, they pick up on things, and they'll know if you're trying to cover it up or you're trying to smooth it over excessively. I know they'll pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kids just need to be reassured that you, you know, you recognize what's going on, that you are thinking about it and you have a plan in place. A lot of times the kids probably don't even care about what the plan is. They just want to know that mom and dad have it figured out. I don't have to worry about it. And if you don't have it planned out, go back a couple episodes of this program on our podcast at KROCnews.com. And you will for sure get some good information how to put together the plan to kind of weather these bad times. Absolutely. So is there, I know this is rhetorical even if I ask it, because 
I've had kids. <laughs> Is there different information that should be shared at different ages or perhaps not shared at different ages? For sure. I think if you have older kids, they'll be able to grasp more of the complex financial um, concepts compared to a younger child. For example, small children won't understand if you start talking about a layoff or downsizing or furloughing or the economy. Uh, For little ones, keep it simple by saying, you know, maybe mommy and daddy are home from work more often because they're not needed at work anymore. um, So they're here for you more often. Kind of, you know, speak to their level. Um, Maybe a child who's a little bit older, say elementary or middle school, might be able to handle a few more details, um, maybe explaining some reasons that the income is going to change. Uh, can even touch on how, how much money is being lost to the family income potentially. Um, you know, maybe not in specifics, I think, probably more generalizations there as well. But, you know, if we're losing half the family income or a fourth of it, um, it's, you know, going down, then we have to figure something out. They'll understand that. Um, teenagers naturally will um, expect probably more detail. Um, in some respects, in some respects, teenagers may not, but you know their thoughts will likely immediately go to money. Um, so you might want to re- reassure them that you know you'll be okay, that you have a plan to get through what's coming up, um, and you're just going to keep working that plan and seeing what you can do and adjust if needed. I think don't be surprised if you know the kids' reaction is, "Are we not going to Disneyland? Are we you know losing our family vacation? Or are you taking my Xbox away?" Um, that's pretty natural because those are things that they're thinking. And I think, you know, good, honest explanations of that. Um, You know, we don't know when Disneyland's going to open back up, so we're not sure. We're still going to plan on a vacation at some point, but we don't know when, you know, we're going to, one, be able to afford it, and two, when we can plan that. I was just thinking, you just go to your room. I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Or back when I was a kid, we didn't have an Xbox. You should be happy. (laughs) You're lucky. (laughs) No, I understand, yeah. But the key is don't be surprised by the reaction so you can temper your reaction to it. Right. It's going to give you some idea of where their mind is. What are they thinking? Sure. What's important to them? We're talking how to talk about your financial possible de- financial distress. A lot of folks are feeling it right now with the coronavirus pandemic. How to talk about that with your kids. Michelle Dodd and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union are here this morning, and we will continue in just a moment on Good Money Moves here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell, Michelle Dodds here, and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. And we're talking about how to speak with our other family members, mainly the younger family members if we've suffered uh, unemployment or a loss of wages because of the ongoing pandemic. Um, What are some of the other tips to consider when we're talking uh, to the kids about job loss or any other aspect of this financial crisis tied to the pandemic? So a little bit ago, we talked about uh, creating a budget, having a family meeting, talking about a budget, Um, letting them be part of the solution. So if you're giving them choices about what's important to them, what maybe they're willing to part with, um, finding out, you know, of 
if we have Netflix or we have Hulu, which one would you all rather keep? Let's let's choose that together. So that way they're helping make some of those decisions. They're part of that solution. I think that would be a good thing to give them some ownership in that. Um, now you have to make sure your family agrees, depending on the numbers in your family. Um, hopefully you all, could, all can agree on something there. Um, you can take a look at, you know, once you've got that budget made, you've come up with those solutions together. Look, look at that. Post that somewhere where everyone can see it and make sure, you know, everyone... You know, you could even have them all sign that budget. Sign it that, yep, I agree to this. So that way, if in a couple of weeks someone's upset about not having something, you know, we all agreed to this at that point. This is what the reason was that we did it. We wanted to save some money. I like how you said if someone gets upset about it. Yeah. Well, if I think it's going to be three weeks. I, yeah, I say yeah. when somebody gets upset about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think, too, for families, keeping a day-to-day routine um, is probably the best thing. You know, we talked about earlier how, you know, you used to go out for dinner and to a movie and those aren't really options anymore. Uh, one thing my sister and her family are doing right now is they're taking turns planning family night. So they plan what the meal's going to be that they make at home and they plan if they're going to watch a movie or play a game. Um, and they do that as their, that's their family night activity. They're just going to sit out by the fire and, you know, have a, have a fire out in the backyard. So that's kind of the planning for that. And again, you can incorporate everybody into that and let everybody choose a different time to do um, and that's been working out pretty well for them. And not very expensive, just the meal pretty much. Right. They just have to plan ahead so they can get those groceries yeah. the one time a week they go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, another good time to teach that older child, maybe a teenager, um, that has some interest in showing them how you pay the bills and how you balance your checkbook. Um, hoping that people are balancing their checkbooks out there. But, you know, if you use bill pay or you write checks to pay those bills, show them what you look at and how you decide when to pay them and how to pay them. Um, it's another good educational opportunity for people. Uh, another thing you could do is if you're, you know what your grocery list is going to be. Um, for instance, my family, I grew up with a grocery list on the refrigerator that anyone could add to. If you've got something like that, then you could ha um, have a make a game of shopping for coupons. What kind of deals can you find for the week? If you look at ads that are still coming, you know, who has the best prices on stuff? That could kind of become a family game and, um, again, teach the kids how to save some money maybe, potentially. I think that no matter what, we need to remember that, you know, financial struggles are, are difficult for all, all members of the family. Um, hopefully it doesn't cause arguments and everyone can agree on things together and work together to get through the crisis as a family. I like that last message, uh, Michelle, a lot. Uh, maybe it's an opportunity, right? The silver lining in all of this, that uh, if you have had your hours cut or even have you've lost your job and uh, are spending a lot more time at home, it's a great time to connect uh, in a lot more intense way than you've had the opportunity to do before. I mean, all of us know what it's like to come home frazzled after a day of work and you're tired out, you're hungry, whatever it may be, and that routine of everybody getting ready for the next day and getting things done before the kids go to bed, It that alone can be stressful. And, the, you know, maybe make that a part of the focus of this time that you have to slow down and kind of smell the roses as they say because hopefully this won't last hopefully the economy will restart in a fairly quick order and you'll be back at work full time and and you're gonna you know, perhaps even miss this little this little window that you had that's speaking of that there we go so we're <laughs> all right we're uh 
We're talking with Jenna Tobel and Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union. And Michelle, one of the things you mentioned with the checkbook, balancing the checkbook, I imagine there'll be a day where the kids won't know what we're referring to when we say checkbook. Because when I pay yeah. my bills, I sit at the laptop and you know click on a key on the keyboard. <laughs> right. And keep, on, and keep an eye on your transactions in online banking. I mean, right. a very good way to do it. I still balance I it. I just yep. I yeah. look at mine almost every day, and I know what's there and what's come out. And if something looks funny, I ask my husband and say, hey, what hey. is that about? <laughs> and then if it's like, okay, it's good, we're all good. I keep going. I usually discover it's something I spent, and I forgot I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we go to learn more about talking to the kids about our finances or any of the other things we talked about? Uh, budgeting or um, you know ways to save money what can we do Jenna yeah so first of all visit firstalliancecu.com we've got tons of blog content out there specifically around helping your kids learn how to make good money moves Um, but we've also talked in the past you know we have the our free downloadable budgeting calculator that can help you build this new budget um, but I also want to point out some two services that um, our members have access to that work really well together to help you keep track of a budget. So if you're already a member at the credit union, you can access our My Money tool in online banking to track your budget and then set goals around that. Um, and then if you have our mobile app and you use the My Cards feature, you can actually set spending limits in your budget categories. And so these two different features, one in the online banking and one in our mobile app, actually work really well together to help you stay on track. And what it's really nice about these is it creates a really good visual for your kids to be able to see you budgeting in action which is why I bring it up. Yeah, I can also imagine that when you say set the limits in those categories that you can actually show them. See, here, look. Yep. That's how much we had for, you know, clothes this month. And no, we can't buy another set of shoes for you. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Until next exactly. month. Yeah. Excellent. Again, thank you both, Jenna Tobel and Michelle Dodd. I imagine we'll speak again next week. Absolutely. Fantastic. It's Good Money Moves right here on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.